I reject your reality and replace it with my own. I mean, <laughs> wrong podcast. I acknowledge that we're recording now. Hello, Sean. Hello, Branding. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing really well. Probably a little bit less well once we get that copyright infringement from Mythbusters. This is neurodiversity in tech. It is. It totally is. And I'm Brandon. I'm Sean. And before we get into today's subject, I wanted to touch on something that Sean and I have both watched now. Yes, he's very excited about this. Um, I'm excited to talk about it. I don't know that I'm fully excited about it, and, and I'm going to talk about why. Um, the new, the Super Mario Brothers movie teaser trailer, that was a mouthful, launched. I'm going to say, I'm going to start the positive, okay? Yep. I'm going to follow traditional retro methodologies here. And I'm going to start with what went well. What went well for me? <laughs> Jack Black? I know. Bowser? Is oh, slaying it. Jack Black is becoming a very substantial uh, voice actor. Uh, and I am all for it. And to the point, to the point where, and, and I'll admit to this, you don't fully recognize that it's him when yeah, he no. first starts talking. And that, that, my friends, is true voice acting. And it was beautiful beautiful I, I i think uh jack black as bowser um knocked it out of the park it 10 did. out of 10 and we're agreed we're agreed on that we didn't even script this we did not talk about this no this, the, the most we talked about was the fact that we both saw it and we we wanted to discuss it i established that fact but this is like a blind react now in the sense that neither of us know what the other's going to talk about although i think we all know where this is going yeah, it's it's probably, yeah. Then Mario showed up, and everybody excited for the music wistfully playing in the background as they do when it's a motion picture event. And then Mario spoke. Yeah, that was unfortunate. <laughs> see, see, I didn't even have to. I was not leading the witness, Your nope. Honor. Um, but I will tell you this, that, that, that sure was Chris Pratt talking. Yes, it was. There was and, no, yep. there was no hint of a stereotypical Italian plumber, you know, who just Here's... happened to get thrown into this really weird world with like princesses and, you know, toads and mushrooms. Not even a New York accent. Yeah. Like in the original Super Mario Brothers movie, the live action one. And I would have taken that. I would have accepted that because that is, again, based in Italian, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I, I think we all accepted it when we first heard Mario speak in the, in the live action movie. As much as that one is 
confusing mess. It holds a special place in my heart, but my goodness. And people pointed out really quickly that uh, the French dub uh, version got the better Italian voice. Well, this just won't stand. You need to watch. You need to watch the French dub because it'll actually be like, I think I might be watching this movie in a mixture of English and French, where Mario is now somehow a French Italian and uh, Bowser is still Jack Black. So the reason I wanted to play on this right out of the gate, especially with how strongly Sean and I reacted, because I knew that Sean and I were going to react this way. I predicted that. And that is because this is a change of a grand scale. And we all know how, like the whole thing, like, oh, those, you know, like the fans, the fanboys, they're out there ruining it for people every time they change something. This is not about that. So stop it. This isn't us flipping out because She-Hulk breaks the fourth wall. Um, no, I actually think that's great. I actually fully support I, I, that they did that. I uh, think that's actually fan. very much in line with character, too. Uh, my, so... my, my issue here is that when they could have hired somebody who does voice acting, who would add pizzazz mm-hmm. to the vocal stylings, of Mario, the the most important character in the movie, mm-hmm. did not add anything. It was like they they were getting like, they were getting a big name, which honestly you don't need a big name for no, Mario. No, 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 no. They would have been better using the the actual Mario voice actor. Okay, yeah. it would have been great. That's it. You've got it covered. And now his name is in lights, which he deserves. Didn't he retire, though? I thought he retired. Like, just recently. Pull him out of retirement. Listen, man. I feel like this would have been... We got one more job. We got one more job for you. You think you can do it? And then he turns and he does the the line from from, uh, uh, Lethal Weapon. I'm getting too old for this. And uh, he dusts it off. And he's just, like, you know, doing the full Mario voice. I'm not even going to try. I don't feel like I can do it justice right now. I feel like anything I do attempting to do that voice would be a cheap imitation. Just just think of it this way. It still would have been better whatever Chris Pratt was throwing out there. So, yeah. I don't have any problems with Chris Pratt. I want to be really clear about this. I oh, he is, really he... like his Star-Lord. Okay? Star-Lord was great. Yes. I like the other things he's done. I think he he bridges the gap between lovable goofball and heroic lovable goofball. He's doing so, really well as an action star right now. 100%. 100%. But but why? Mario. It's a me. See, I did it. I did it. I I brought it full circle. I said I wasn't going to do it, but I did it. That's all you had to do. <clears throat> <laughs> honestly honestly if he like attempted it and it was bad 
it still would have been like really good. It would have been better. Actually, everybody would have laughed because because the attempt, the effort, that's that's what it is. It it lacks the effort. And darn it all, I want to see some effort from voicing Mario. You can't just talk into a microphone. No, no matter how bombastic you may be as an actor, you can't just use your voice. I'm sorry. I reject your reality. Again, I did it again. Wow, that was a full circle. Look at look at you go. You were on a roll and today. Now, and now a segue directly off of this topic. Please. Because the reason that I knew Sean was going to respond in a very similar way to the way I did is because he is my autistic brother from another mother. This is true. However, however, which one of us carries the diagnosis? That's a good question. Oh, wait. Oh, man. I wish I had like a little soundboard so I could be like, do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. Do a soundboard. Shoot. Oh, we need a soundboard so badly. I promise I won't abuse its power. I should probably leave the power with you. Um, but okay, I have to get that. That's that's on the list of things to do. <laughs> Today's episode is going to be all about pulling back the curtain and the barriers on the concept of self-diagnosis and why it's important in life and why it's important when it comes to the world of work. Now, one of us, like I alluded to, and I, we, I know we've talked about this before, but I do not expect listeners to remember all of that. Yeah, it's it's uh it's a good bit to to kind of so it's remember, like classic trivia, especially when we're talking about like you know they're in our world once a week. Yeah, so. exactly. I don't expect you all to remember that far back. Although it's really funny when when fans are answering trivia against like the people that do the thing. And they're getting a better score than the people that do the thing like podcasts or movies or music. It's pretty great. Yeah. But that's not what's happening this time. This time we're winning. We're winning at life and trivia. So actually uh, here's the thing. I'm not going to reveal it now. We're going to reveal that at the end of the episode. We're going to just talk about it. And I want you to see if you can figure it out. I, I like think this. that's fair. I, I think that's fair. That's a good way to go. I think a little think bit that's... of mystique, a little bit of mystique. So, so first of all, I want to speak. I'm, I'm going to speak from 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 my side of this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Self diagnosis is just as valid as a real diagnosis in the sense that it is the first step down the path to figuring yourself out and the world today um the 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 interwebs um social media groups and 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 uh specific focused channels are more readily available than ever and i'm not saying that all the advice and and stuff out there is is great but i made a post recently about this whole problem with diagnosis, especially for adults. Yes. And this is why it may carry 
almost more value in terms of validation for the person. I'm going to say why. Now, I'm not saying that diagnosis doesn't carry that, that a value. It does. But diagnosis for adults is freaking weird because the focus out in the universe is for therapies and available help, statistically speaking, what's out there is for children. More so for some some type of nerd. We got we got to clarify that more for is... some than for others. Yeah, more for so... some than for others. But I, I I do think that when it comes to things like autism and ADHD, those are the, um, yeah those are some big ones where it's very. But but I I I would even argue that that for for you know if you're a child diagnosed with Tourette's versus an adult diagnosed with Tourette's, you're going to get better support and funding. That's a very good point. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh definitely. And therapy like, access. There's, there are things that are like provided like by schools so that, you know, you can get a double whammy where you're getting some sort of support inside of the school environment, as well as if you choose to do so outside of the school environment. I'm going to argue the same thing with, with PTSD and CPTSD. Oh, most definitely. I think there's a, there's a really good chance you're going to get better support as a kid than an adult. Um, I actually think the list could go on and on and on. That's a good point. And yeah. it's not to say, I want to emphasize again, it's not to say that the support doesn't exist. Because as an autistic adult, I can I can tell you for a fact that there are supports. There are people that work in therapy fields and counseling fields and psychology fields that specialize in actual adult diagnosis and therapy however that is fewer and much 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 further between yeah it does i will say from like an optimistic point of view it does appear that things are getting better on that front and it's trending in a more positive um kind of like trajectory so agreed agreed but then I was going to say that that doesn't necessarily help you now if you're struggling. You know. Well, because a, a trend is great. I'm yeah. all for it, but the support needs to be there now. And, and, and this kind of takes me to, to the next point there, which is um, getting the actual diagnosis can be extremely cost prohibitive. Very true. We don't all carry with us the benefits that we need, the insurance that we need to be able to access that kind of a service. And, and, and in all likelihood, you'll probably max something out, go over, and you're still paying a level out of pocket for something that may or may not get you access to more services. And uh, I might add the bulk of those you'll be paying for either via, again, insurance benefits or out of pocket yeah because unfortunately mental health uh services mental health related services are not viewed similarly enough as a as a necessity to other things even even in canada i'm i'm i'm, I'm throwing that out there i'm throwing canada under the bus right now i don't need to throw america under the bus we all know where healthcare stands yep but it could always 
I don't want to say it could always be worse, but the thing is it, it could always be better. That's actually how we should look at it is that it could always be better. We can always improve. That's, that's, that's like a, that should be just like a, a standard everywhere. It's just, there is always room for improvement. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I think, I, I, I think that's a very good point. I think that's true of everything that we should always be striving to improve and never saying, yeah, but we got to this standard. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like you I, literally look at like the, the, the parent talking to the kid and you can like hear the conversation in your head. Is that what you want, Timmy? Do you want to settle, settle for, for, for second best, third oh, best? No. Is that what you want? Timmy, I mean, Timmy, is that what, Come on. Timmy, Timmy, is that what you want? Yeah. Yeah. You just want mediocre average at best. Jeez. Timmy, Timmy, but this, I want to be clear. This Timmy, <laughs> this Timmy is not you. It's not me. You're right. It's not your neighbor. It's not that other kid up the street that's always riding the bike by rather awkwardly staring through your front window. Wait, no, that's, no. Not, that's not really specific. Yeah, this got dark real quick. Um, <laughs> this Timmy that I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I feel good about that one. I feel good about where that landed. Wow. Um, <laughs> so I feel like I just got the awkward laughter that I, I was after. Um, okay. That feels good to me. Um, no, this this particular Timmy I'm talking about is, and I'm going to use, because this is neurodiversity in tech. This is tech companies. Yeah. Okay? Tech companies, you're the Timmy. You are the Timmy. And I'm going to tell you why tech companies are the Timmy. I'm not just going to leave it at that really weird analogy and then follow that up with a reference to knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Cause I heard that. You are the understand. And I love it every time I do. It's a part of the show. That's part of the soundboard, but we don't plan for that one. This, so it's, it's a nice addition of um, other neurodiversity. That's right. So Live examples. This you can't it, get that anywhere else. Yeah, just you know, just this show. So the reason that I I just really beat this Timmy example into the ground. You really when you, it comes to tech companies is because I I, I want to paint a picture is that we can do better and 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 one of those things when it comes down to it is this unfortunate requirement of tech companies needing formal, fully documented doctoral proof. Thank you. Of conditions. And I am here to say that that's wrong. Yep. Yep. I'm just going to let that hang in the air for a second. It's, uh, it's on the, it's the same type of, but, magnitudes more frustrating than having to get a sick note for uh, like um oh for for to 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 have your sick time yeah for to like have your sick time when you yeah. have like a cold so now you have to go to the doctor 
yep. to get a sick note to be able to like use your sick time. Or like sick notes for COVID. Especially, especially. Oh my gosh. Yeah, right? Especially. Now, now I'm going to paint a nice little picture. When the company that you work for mm-hmm. is not also providing healthcare benefits. Yep. So now it's all coming out of pocket. It's, it's that kind of, yeah. It's Stop that kind it. of like, I know, right? That's that's the most frustrating thing for me. I've had a couple of jobs before, you know, kind of getting to where I am now that uh, had that kind of policy. And it's. No, let me let me tell you, Timmy, why you can do better. Thank you. Because the antiquated notion that you need to have full and complete control over an employee's life when it comes to their comings and goings with all this documented baloney, it doesn't help anybody, okay? The average human, okay? The average human, nine times out of 10, is not trying to spoof you and fake a sickness. And here's here's a little tip from being a manager in technology and having worked with individuals that have encountered neurodivergent difficulties in the workplace. It's really simple, actually, is that you hear them out on their needs and you respond to those needs. Wow. Wait, 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 hold on. Rewind a second. So wait, so if I'm getting this right, you hear them out on their needs. Yeah. Okay. And then you respond to their needs that's correct that's correct and, and here's the thing always within reason use your sound logic and judgment understandable and also empathy <gasps> how don't, dare you use the e-word this is a child-friendly show don't do it don't leave it out so help me timmy <laughs> so help me because And this is where I go with this whole nine times out of 10. The average human is not going to be spoofing you because here's the thing. If you're doing your job as a leader, oh yeah, Timmy, I'm still calling you out. If you're doing your job right as a leader, you already know where that person's at. You already know whether they are consistently performant or not. You're going to get that impression from the interview. You're going to get that impression from one-on-ones, you're going to get that impression from the work actually being delivered. So if so-and-so has never been producing work, output, nada, zip, zilch, them coming to you and trying to tell them that they're, tell you that they are sick is not the first opportunity you need to take to have a conversation with them about their performance. Those two things are completely separate things. And if they're using sick days as an excuse, which I admit the possibility of, guess what? You should be seeing other evidence than that. But if a talented employee is coming to you and needs sick time or needs leave for therapies or other things of that nature. They need accommodations, could be scent-based, could be light-based, could be office-based. Guess what? If you, Timmy, as the leader, 
responds and tries to push them on this, tries to get them to document it all extra, make it real difficult for them, Timmy. Do you know what you just did? You just killed all their future productivity because they're going to remember that you were that guy. And you can hide behind corporate policy all you want. But it doesn't make a difference at the end of the day. It just doesn't. Okay, I'm going to stop my rant now. So... <laughs> I know you kept on saying Timmy, and I feel like there's a lot of Timmys out there that are just like, what did I do? But what everybody has no, to understand No, you know what is, you did. Yeah, what everybody has to understand is, well, he's delivering this rant that's really critical of Timmy. Uh, he's looking me in the eyes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, this what did I do? I swear, Timmy, Timmy's behind you, man. Oh, okay, cool. And, and all I'm doing is making eye contact. Which I probably shouldn't have done that was, for that. Whole that was rant. some intense eye contact. No, was sorry about that. Sorry. What did, sorry. What did we learn went, about masking? You're supposed to look away. Oh man, no! I just let it all out right there, wow. just fully, fully out. Sean, oh. I am sorry. Sean, Sean, Sean. Yep. One more time. Look at me. Look at me. Looking. You are not Timmy. Thank you. I appreciate okay. that. You are not Timmy. Okay. It was not directed at you. I was like, I'm not. I'm not a bad manager. That was a dramatic, that was a dramatic uh, recitation of a rant that clearly boiled up during this podcast. You clearly have feelings. Uh, I have well... some feelings about this subject. Um, but so, so I, th I think it's, again, this is the same can be said in life. Because I'll ask you this question. Um. If a person one day gets a diagnosis, um, are they any less that neurodivergent or any more that neurodivergent the following day? You know what? It's amazing. They're not. They are equally crazy. neurodivergent. It's right, right? It's, it's crazy. Like somebody waves a magical wand and it's like, boom, you're autistic. Okay. It's almost like it was there all. <laughs> right? You may have actually had it for years or your entire life. Who knows? Right. And it, I think it's important to note that I've, I've talked about, I think I've talked about this before, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little refresher. The sources of neurodiversity are you got it at birth, mm -hmm. you developed it over time, or you got it from trauma. Yep. Either way, when you get that diagnosis, it was a pre-existing condition. It was already there. It didn't start that day. Yeah, you can be predisposed to things. Like I know that uh, apparently I may have been more of a ticking time bob when it came to my bipolar. Uh, just needed a significant stressful event to um, kind of kick it off. So okay, all right. So, well, and so I, I that, think and I know that that's there are, key though. That is key though, is that yeah. everybody, I, I, I would argue, I'm not, so I'm going to, I want to redact one thing and that's okay. just the ticking time bomb piece because. Yeah. That, okay. That's, that's not the best I just way to want, say it. But that's okay. No, 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 no. And that's, that's for our own benefit as much as it is for the audience's benefit. Yeah. But genetically speaking, all of us could only be one step away 
from neurodivergence. Sure. This is a real thing. Trauma changes us at uh, the genetic level, in our DNA. Our genes become altered because of, of, of situations of stress and trauma. Yep. That is a fact. This is why, more than anything, because of the barriers to getting diagnosis, that self-diagnosis should be validated in all walks of life. And I, I'm here to tell people out there that if you're sitting out there mulling over this, am I neurodivergent? Am I not? Oh my goodness. You probably are, okay? You've probably internalized it for a long time. And there are a lot of different avenues that you can take. If the option is available to you, diagnosis could be a very validating experience. If it's not, it could be a financially crippling one. Yeah. That, and, and that's it. That's all there is to it. So now I'm going to go back to the original question that we asked at the beginning of the show. Ah, yes, here we go. Which one of us has a diagnosis? And I, I, I want to point out, specifically, we're talking about autism at the beginning of the show. Yeah, no, I, specifically. I, the, I, the fact I, that we're both autistic and we don't both don't like change. We are both diagnosed for a variety of different things. I was going to say, we are, we are complex creatures. It's it's not just one thing that's... Uh... We are deeply complex. But for this specific neurodivergent trait, which is characteristically focused on the diagnosis in children, only one of us has that diagnosis. Dun, dun, dun. And it's me. It's me. It is. It is. But... Um, Sean is, is no less autistic yep. than I am. Uh, and I and don't see him as any less. And in fact, in some conversations, he probably uh, doesn't even think about that. We don't think about that when it comes to having conversations about this. The diagnosis piece comes up to help others only. But otherwise, I'm not sitting here like, hey, look, I got my card. I got my membership patch in the mail. Uh, it came with a decoder ring. I just... Because uh, they know how much we love those. Right? I'm looking for the members only jacket. You know, the one with the oh uh, the gosh. special lining that doesn't like irritate the skin. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm it very specific. Use, it doesn't very use specific. zippers. Yeah, it doesn't use zippers. Oh man, yeah, it doesn't Cold use buttons. Zipper. No buttons. Oh, no. Okay, no tags. Oh, the tags. All are... right, the material is completely not picky. Okay, and it it, it attaches together uh, through uh, uh, magnets because because I also know that that the the uh, Velcro can can be very irritating as well. So there you go. That covers. Man, covers should create. Places. We should create this merch. It'd be great. Oh yeah. Can you imagine how expensive a magnet ceiling membership jacket would be? One way to find out. Only one way to find out. If anybody needs me, I'm going to be on Amazon. Um, <laughs> I I feel like this is a great place to wrap up. I I I. It's I, a good, I, good stopping point. Yeah. 
Is there anything else you want to add on this, Sean? I've, no, I think we, we covered all the fun stuff. I Rap. definitely, you know, reinforce the point that, uh, you know, self-diagnosis is a very valid diagnosis and in a lot of cases is, you know, the only kind of available option. It could very well be. It could, it could very well be. And, and what you're able to get could still be very helpful. Yes, because it just the just the um, identification and validation of the struggles that you are having yes. are real and are because of a certain thing can be just a unbelievable life changer. I know it was for me. Yep. And I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Could not agree more. Uh I guess I'm going to, I did the intro. I feel weird. I feel weird for doing that, but we, we built it up differently. It's no, no, fault. but the, that was a good, wait, why? But it was We're good. Not, okay. I'm going to do the outro. I'm going to do, do it. Outro. I'm doing it. Do it's it. happening. Do it, okay. do it now. Do this it now. has been Neurodiversity in Tech. I am Brandon. And I am Sean. Good night, folks. <laughs>